Uh oh, I'm back. I'm back again with what's on your mind. I tell you, man, I'm super excited. Uh, I, I'm going to take a little different turn into what, what, what I'm going to talk about today um, in this podcast. First, I wanted to thank to my fan base. Actually, my fan base is growing. It's going from coast to coast, from California, uh, Ohio. I don't know anyone in Ohio, but thank you. Uh, we're we're in, in, in seven different countries now, Honduras, Spain, uh, of course, you know, Ecuador, here, uh, Dominican Republic. And the UK, it's gone to the UK, and I know who's out there listening. Thank you once again. Um, I, I, I wanted to take a different turn because a lot of people, uh, I've been getting attacked because of my political views. Everybody knows uh, what I think, uh, who I vote for, and, and I really want to stay away from that right now. But I was asked the question, um, why, how did you, a guy being born and raised in the Bronx, uh, become a Republican? Honestly, my household was Republican. My dad, may he rest in peace, was a Republican. My mom was a Republican. And what a lot of people don't understand is the Latin community are Republicans because we believe in a lot of the stuff that the Republicans believe. We believe in going to church. We believe in God, Christianity, Christians, Catholics. Uh, we, we don't believe in abortion. Well, at least the old generation didn't. Uh, you know what? If, if you, you got a woman pregnant and um, and... And even if you did not want to be with that lady, uh, you would assume the responsibility. So you would step up as a player. I remember when I was young, and, and I know this might be shocking to a lot of people. But I'll be honest with you. Um, I, I didn't want to become a father that, that early. But you know what? My father stepped up and told uh, at that time my, my, my son's mother that he would represent if I did not step up to become a father. And why am I telling you this? Because I want you guys to know a little bit about me. I want you guys to know who started the podcast, why I think the way I think, because where I came from to where I'm at now, and I'm still going, and I'm still trying, and well, not trying, but I am going to go further, is based on my mindset. And I always say you can never have a positive life with a negative mind. And... When I got when 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 I got that question, I just you know I kind of pondered a little bit about my life in general on on where I'm at now and where I started. And I tell you, when when I was 13, I was 14, I just started getting in trouble. I started getting and a lot of you guys that heard my podcast before. Uh, that's the reason I joined the military. I was running running with guns at that age. I was getting in trouble. People were putting guns to my head, so I had to join the military. But the the problem was, and you guys heard this before, was that when I joined the military to try to get away from the Bronx in an environment that I was getting in trouble, I took the same mindset with me and I started getting in trouble in the military and where I was at, which I was stationed in Norfolk, Virginia. And some people make fun of me. Norfolk. Yeah, Norfolk, Virginia. I try to pronounce my syllables. I can care less. I'm trying to not sound ghetto. Anyway, <laughs> so I had to take that mindset. When I took that mindset to Virginia, I was getting in trouble again because who did I meet up with? I met up with people that were thinking the same way I thought. They weren't thinking different. But we were young, making money. We were 18, young, making money away from our family. No one on top of us. So we could do whatever we want. So once we got out of off base, so once we, we were away from that, all we wanted to do was 
buy clothes, buy a car, and party and look for women. That's all we were doing, getting drunk. We, I was getting drunk at 12 o'clock in the afternoon. I remember sometimes I had to stand in front of my, uh, we would call it chief or, or our petty office at that time. And we would smell like alcohol because we were just coming from partying at 5 o'clock in the morning. We had to be at, at a muster, which is where you have to report, at 6 a.m. Report on the ship and stand there, be in uniform, and you swing back and forth because you're too drunk to stand straight. And this guy's like, did you just come back from drinking? Yeah. You know what? You can't be doing that. But he couldn't say anything because I was standing up straight and I was able to hold my own. But one time, <laughs> I'll tell you this story. One time I was so drunk that I couldn't even walk on the ship. I couldn't even walk on the, on, 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 and I was on the USS America, which was an aircraft carrier. So when you go on board, you have to show your ID, salute, and say, request permission to come on board. So I couldn't even do that. That's how drunk I was. And why am I telling you this? Because I want you to understand where I was at, at a young age, to where I'm at now. And I'm still fixing myself. <laughs> so I'm not nowhere where I want to be. So I had to request, request permission to come on board. And I was so drunk that they, I couldn't even do that. You know what they did? They called my E1, which he's a, a first-class petty officer. I was an E3, so he had a high ranking in me. They had to take me to medical bay, lay me, lay me down. He had to wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning and sit there till 6, 7, 8 o'clock in the morning and watch me. Why? They had me what's called on drunk watch. Drunk watch basically means that they didn't want me... To, 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 to choke on my own vomit. So this is what I'm telling you. I would, once I left the ship, I was drinking day in and day out because that's all I knew. And it's funny, one, one, one day my mother, everybody knows my mother, my mother's going to become famous. Um, my mother told me a story about, about when I was five years old and when my father used to have a, a visitors. You know, I was one of those kids. Hey, how you doing? Because they taught us manners to, to salute everyone that comes in, to say hello and, and be cordial. But I was a child that would always help my dad with his friends. You know, we would go and then they finished their beer. I would take it to, 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 to the trash can. I would throw the, the, the beer. But the, the funny part about it, instead of me, and then I would bring them new cans of beer so they didn't have to get up. So I was the one that was servicing my father's friend, but what I was doing is when I would go get the beer that they would uh, leave to get them a new beer. You know how they always leave like a little bit of, I know it might sound nasty, but at five years old, I didn't know any better. They leave a little bit of the beer, the end or the backwash, as you would say. So instead of me pouring it out and then tossing it in the trash can, I would drink that. <laughs> and one time, they found me in between a wall and the fridge. My mother was looking for me all night. Where's my son? And what happened was she found me. Right between the fridge and the wall, drunk. So I got drunk at the age of five, which is crazy because all the backwash. And then from there, Mom Dukes would not allow me to stay up when my father had visitors. His friends were out drinking. So I would have to go immediately to bed. I would cry. But so you, you guys understood that I, I guess I like drinking since at the age of five. So then when I was 18, 19, that's all I was doing. But I had the same mindset. And I kept doing the same thing, even though I was in a different environment. Because of the way I was thinking. It wasn't necessarily the environment. 
It was the way you were thinking. So I surrounded myself with people that were thinking the same way. But if you look at them now, they also changed the way they think. And they have, they got a family. They, 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 they have their own homes. They, they have great jobs. So we get sometimes together and we reminisce about what we were doing back in the days. And we're thankful. We're very thankful to be where we're at now and just be alive. Because, guys, I, I tell you, I was... Right, I got out of that that mindset. I got out of that environment to a different environment to do the same thing, and I was getting in trouble. And at the age of 27, 28, I saw myself again in front of a judge with gun charges, and they wanted to give me three and a half. But because a police officer was overreaching, and I had to, of course, pay for a lawyer. I'm not dumb. Sometimes I look it, or I might look it, but I'm not. Um, so. He was overreaching, so he wanted to get me for brandishing a firearm, and he also wanted to get me for concealed weapon, which, as you can see, it, it, it you can't have both. Either it was concealed or it was brandishing, but it can't be both. So what happened is they dropped the branding. They got to have the lawyer. They dropped the branding sheet charge, the brand, brandishing the weapon charge. Why? Because when you have a concealed weapon and it's concealed, you get a bigger you, you can actually do more time because uh, you have to have at least a permit to have a concealed weapon and in um and in a lot of states back in back then you can have your firearm next to you as long as it's not sealed and 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 and, and you're good and you don't have fun so anyway but thank god i had a smart lawyer and when they tried it when they dropped the charges uh and they tried to get me for brand uh for for concealed weapon the lawyer said okay if it was concealed how did you find it how did you know you got it? Oh, I I, I didn't. I, I, we were told. So somebody actually snitched on me. I'm not saying who it is, but you know. Anyway, I don't know who it is honestly, but I was I was getting snitched on, and um, they had me for concealed weapon. So even though I did not do the three and a half that they wanted me to do, because first of all, that was actually the first time I've gotten caught. I got caught. Um, they still gave me a year probation. 50 hour community service and at that time I was and guys this is going to be the funny this is not the funny part this is going to be the bad part I had custody of my daughter so imagine I know some men that 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 that, that get their kids that become fathers they change immediately because they become a father not me I still had the same mindset I was engaged as well and that was almost the last straw for my ex-fiance who cannot, after we are, you know, it was also arguments that we had. But that was one of the last straws. So while I was there sitting in front of a judge or standing in front of a judge, relax. I got my fiance crying. She, she like, she can't do this anymore. How can I be relaxed when I'm about to go to jail? And me having a, a, a daughter at that time, I see she was about five, six, seven years old, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, five, six, seven. I got a daughter. And I'm here in front of a judge might be doing three and a half. Why? Because even though I I grew up, I got older, I kept doing stupid stuff. Because what again? Again, I didn't change my mindset. And why am I talking about that? It's because a lot of people want to do and think that you, as you become older, you start changing the way you think. No, no. I heard someone says that... You become an adult when you stop doing childish things. And I didn't become an adult until I had to experience that in front of a judge. Sawing, seeing myself in a situation where then I now I lost my fiance, single father, no one to help me, and living in Virginia at that time. So you have to understand that we, the men, 
don't really grow up that fast. Some men do. I just didn't grow up that fast. And I had to start changing. And I had to start surrounding myself with people. But it, you know what? It wasn't a change overnight because a lot of people... I asked a guy, and I, I'm just telling you stories, and it's going to be a brief story because I don't have a lot of time on, 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 on here. But I'm just giving you basically just... just an idea of where I came from to where I'm at now. And I remember one time I asked a, a gentleman, um, I'm like, Do you, are you ever scared not to change? He's like, yes, Juan. I am scared that I would not change. But you have to understand, you did not mess up yourself overnight. So don't expect to change overnight. You have to immerse yourself into into books, into audios that that that... That can change your mindset and surround yourself with different people. Because if you're the smart one in that group, if you're the smartest one in that group, you know what? Find a different group. Because they're not going to be able to stretch you and think differently. So as I got older, I had to come back to New York. Right? And uh, I ended up staying in, uh, oh my God, uh, what is it? In Passaic, New Jersey. In a room. In Passaic, New Jersey for about six months. I ended up giving my daughter... To my mom, and, and thank God, God bless her. She's the one that helped me raise my daughter. If it wasn't for her, my daughter would be dressing like a boy right now. Talking thuggish. You know, when all the lady things started coming around. Like, mommy, help, please. I don't know what's going on. She's, uh, she's, uh, she has a monthly friend here. I can't deal with that. But thank God to her that she was able to help me. And you know what? I had to start changing. Came back. Different mindset, started working hard, uh, and started surrounding myself with different people. Not immediately, because I had to work on myself. A lot of people wouldn't want to be around me at that time. Why? Because I had still had an attitude. I mean, I still do. People say I still, what people don't know is back then, I, I was worse off. And it's funny, my mother would always say, oh, you have an attitude. Uh, you came out like your uncles. Now, mind you guys, my uncles, all my uncles live in Ecuador. They didn't raise me. What my mother did not know is that she raised me and my attitude came from her. <laughs> so it was mainly her fault. So I had to blame her. There we go again, right? Um, but I had to start evolving my mindset, changing my mindset. I was just talking to someone um, and I was like, you know, some, sometimes um, that um, we protect our computers with antivirus, but we don't protect our mind. We exercise our body, but when do we exercise our, our mind? You know, what is an exercise to your mind? Reading a book. Listening to the audio. You know, uh, and when I was going through a lot of stuff too, that's what kept me going. The positive mindset when I, when I didn't have a job, when I couldn't even buy my... And I'm dating myself back when I couldn't even buy my daughter when, when the potato chips when, 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 when potato chips were 25 cents. A lot of people know that. When bags of potato chips were 25 cents at one time. Some flower seeds were 10 cents. I couldn't even buy that for my daughter. But I lived with something. And I even got a tattoo on my arm. And I live, and I live by it now. Tough times don't last. Tough people do. Because you can go through some tough times and a lot of people quit. And, and when I say they quit, you know what? I'm sorry. They'll, they'll commit suicide and, and they gave up on life. I think those are weak-minded people. And you know what? They should, may, they, may they rest in peace. And I'm not, uh, I'm not, I can't be I can't be the one to pass judgment on them. But I went through some stuff. And I live by that quote. Tough times don't last. Tough people do. And you know what? And and one of the things, and I know I'm gonna jump back and forth. One thing that um, that my daughter went through uh, in the military, she she uh, 
she messed up her hip. She had a, a hairline fracture on her hip, and she came home for about a month, and, and she was recovering and, and, you know, just, just taking it easy. And uh, she told me that a couple of other her friends uh, did the same thing. They got, they got hurt uh, in training, and they went home, but they decided to quit. And my daughter's going back, and I'm like, okay, well, they have a chance to get out. Uh, why you didn't get out? You know what she told me? This is where we sometimes as parents don't realize that it ain't what we say so much to our kids is what they see us do is that she said dad in all the times that you've gone in all the the tough times that you have passed through i never seen you quit because i didn't tell her to not be a quitter she just saw that in me and that i'm and that right there even with all the stuff that i put guys you have to understand i put this little girl through a lot of crap i would be drunk and why am I being open with you? Because I need you guys have to understand where I'm coming from. I would be drunk. She's seven, eight, nine years old. And I would give her my wallet because I'd be so drunk at three, four o'clock in the morning. And she's out there trying to stop a cab for me because the dad can't do it. So we can get home. She's the one that would take care of me. I remember at the age of six, when I was going through some tough times, she would put my, her head, my head on her shoulder. And yes, I got a big head. So, <laughs> um, but um, she would put my head on her shoulder. She and, and she would she would say, "Don't worry about it, Dad. I'm gonna take care of you." I was blessed with a kid. I don't know why. So that gave me strength. That started changing my mindset. So I started surrounding myself with positive people. Because if you surround yourself. You know, uh, uh, there was a saying in, in the Spanish community that, you know, no one no one gets in trouble if they don't want to get in trouble. It doesn't matter who you're surrounded with. And I used to tell my mom, okay, then let me surround myself with drug dealers and um, and, 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 uh, and stick-up kids. Why? Why wouldn't they? Because they knew that I would get in trouble. So if you don't want to surround yourself with them, don't surround yourself with broke-minded, well, uh, broke-minded people. Well-intentioned, let me get that clear, well-intentioned broke-minded people. Because some people may have money, but they're still broke-minded mentally. And you know what? I, I look at my dad, um, and wow, I'm really opening myself up. And um, he felt rich. He wasn't financially rich. And when you would speak to him, he felt like a bit. Why? Because, see, some people think just being rich is monetary, it's, it's just fine finances, that you have a lot of money in your bank account. No, that doesn't necessarily make you rich. Yeah, financially you're rich, and of course, who doesn't want to be rich financially? But my father felt rich spiritually. He felt rich with his family, his marriage, 48 years with my mom. Uh, he felt rich with his kids. He was proud, even though, hey, at the beginning I was a fuck-up. I, I didn't know that I was going to be messing up as much as I would and and thank God you know that I'm still here being able to tell this story I mean people have gone worse but if I tell you what I was doing running the gun in shootouts you know getting shot at you know at the time I was wearing a vest bulletproof vest we were running around with that brawls in the in the bars and in, 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 in the clubs mind you I'm only five six and I didn't care I thought I was six five shut up for the people that want to make fun of my short jokes short jokes vertically challenged jokes but and I looked at him, I'm like, how does this man feel so rich? And you know what? I, I, at a later age, I started learning that it's just not being rich financially. Because a lot of people right now have so much money, but they would give up all that money to have and be healthy the way you are. Right? So as I was coming up, 
um, and I started changing my mindset, and I started reading books. Um, thank God I came across the several people that wanted to teach me to change and evolve and become better. And I'm still people, my people, I'm still evolving. I'm still becoming better. I'm reading books like uh, Outwitting the Devil, uh, you know, John Maxwell books like Leaderships, you know, uh, uh uh, I even have to start rereading what's called the five love languages to better uh, my relationship. Why? Because sometimes people, you don't know what kind of love language your your, your significant other has. You know, her love language might be a, 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 of 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 uh, gifts, and you're trying to do the dishes. She doesn't care about the dishes. She wants you to get her a purse. Or sometimes you're getting her a purse, and she's all about, you know, helping out in the household. And sometimes we're speaking different love languages. So I'm learning stuff like that. And I, you know what? I'm not the smart guy. I just regurgitate everything I hear, which when a lot of people hear me say it, they think I'm smart. But also, I apply what I learned. Because you can become... Information constipation, uh, information constipation, which you have so much information, but you don't apply it. So even if you know it, it doesn't matter. See, I don't, I, I, my education did not come from the school system. My education did not come from a pastor. It did not come from a boss or it did not come from my parents. I learned a lot of the stuff, even a lot of stuff from the Bible, I learned from reading inspirational PMA books, which is positive mental attitude books. I learned a lot of that stuff from those books. Because uh, uh, school and college, hey, whoever wants to go to school, that's up to you. I'm not knocking it. It just wasn't for me. I didn't have that mindset because of the way my mind thinks. I couldn't retain that information in order for me to retain some information. I have to basically beat it in me like just until I get it and keep repeating it, write it down, uh, repeat it, say it out loud, you know, uh, say it in my sleep. I have to just retain that to, to, to be able to retain that information. And what a lot of colleges do, all they do is teach you based on what the book is. Hey, listen, we're going to have a test on what you just read, and it's going to be in the books. And all you got to do is just memorize and regurgitate what you have uh, uh, learned from the book. And that's what you're going to have to put on this piece of paper so you can pass the class, pay $30,000, and get this piece of paper that's not going to guarantee you a job. Now, do I have the ideal job that I have? No. No. I didn't give up on my dreams. What I do? So funny because uh, my man Greg, he always says uh, I deliver paper online. Well, I do deliveries. I have my own route in Long Island. I deliver to a lot of uh, uh, mom and pop stores, 7-Eleven, CVS, Rite Aid, and I do deliver the papers. But see, is it the paper that I deliver or is it how much money I make doing that delivery? Because a lot of you guys work harder than I do. I only work three, four hours. For what I get paid for, I have the rest of the day to do what I want to do, spend the way I want to spend, and no one dictates what I do. And now that I started this podcast, this is the reason I started, because now it's starting a new chapter in my life. So I had to start changing my mind. Now I started, I had to start working not hard, not just hard, because you have to all still continue to work hard to get what you want to get. You also have to w- want to work smart. Because a lot of people give up on life. I heard this saying, I know I'm throwing a lot of quotes out at you. I heard people say that a lot of people die at the age of 25. 
but they aren't they're not buried to the age of 65 and why is that? Because their dreams died at age 25. So they're so stuck at a job because they're getting paid decent, which they don't know that the that the uh, the cost of living is going to go up, but your pay stays the same or you get cut back down or something like COVID happens and now you don't have money to the side and now you can't live and pay your bills and you wonder why. Why? Because the $1,100 phone that you got just got two, three months ago, you could have saved that up, invested. And, and people, if, if you don't know how to invest, if you don't know how to do anything now, you got YouTube. And I'm not promoting YouTube. You can do whatever you want. There's other information. But you got YouTube. That's how I learned how to podcast. YouTube. That's how I learned a lot of other stuff. That's how I read my audio books. When I can't read, when I have time to read, I go to an audio book and listen to something. And listen to, to people that I like to listen to that will teach me about finances. And have their best interest in me, why? Because I'm not paying them. They just want to see people live a better life. And I heard I was saying, how many people are better off because you lived? So you're living in this life. And I want to know how many people have you impacted? Even if you impact that one person, how many people are better off because you're alive? How are you going to leave this world? Or you are just taken from this world? And then your, your name dies out in two generations because the only people that are going to remember you is your grandkids. And then after your grandkids, are they going to remember you? Because I'll be honest with you, I don't think I remember my great-grandparents. Are you going to leave a legacy? And I know I'm jumping back and forth. I'm just telling you how I'm, I'm thinking. I'm jumping back and forth. But are you going to leave a legacy for your kids? Colonel Sanders started, and I think I said this before, Colonel Sanders, he started at the age of 65, a thousand times knocking on doors a thousand times he got rejected and you know what at the age of 80 80 85 80 you know 20 years later he died a billionaire a billionaire in this day and age a billionaire and he started at 65 so it doesn't matter your age is the way you think and even if you're at that age at least leave a legacy for your family which is something that I was not taught in school. They don't even, like, what, what did I say before? They teach you more about how to put, I don't know, they teach you about sex education, but they don't teach you about the Bible. They don't teach you about how to, how to manage a, a checkbook or how to manage your finances. And I'm not a guru. I'm not a millionaire. I'm not going to tell you how to manage your finances. I'm not that person to tell you, but I'm telling you that it's good to get a mentor. It's good to get someone that can teach you how to run your finances. Why? Because the situations like this right now, you wouldn't be strapped for money. You wouldn't be waiting for the government to give you a handout. And I know it's your money. I know you worked hard. I know you put, you paid your taxes and, and the government should help you out. But are you going to always rely on them? What are you doing at your later age, at your later years? So as you can see now, when I was running... And, and the mindset that I have at a young age to the mindset that I got now, and I'm still evolving and still changing and still educating myself. You know, so I read, and the people that are not reading, I see you go to the gym, but then you, you exercise your body, but you don't exercise your mind by reading a book. And I heard another thing. Like I said, I'm going to spit a lot of stuff out to you. I, I, a, a blind man was once asked, what is worse than being blind? You know what he said? He said, being able to see but have no vision. What is worse than being blind? Being able to see and have no vision. And if you don't have a vision for your future, you don't know where you're going to go. 
And that's what's wrong with people. They don't have a plan right now. Even at my age, going on 44, I still have a plan. I still have a vision. And why do I tell you that that story is because the same person that are is that 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 are able to see and have no vision the same people that if you know how to read you're no you're no better than a person that doesn't know how to read and you don't read why because you're not taking advantage you know I'm you're not taking advantage of you educating yourself you know that the average millionaire the 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 millionaire that on the average they be they read about 15 to 20 books a year i didn't know that no, they're not sitting in front of the TV and watching Netflix and watching 15 to 20 episodes of 15 to 20 shows a year. No, no, no. They're reading 15 to 20 books a year. And I'm not talking about In Vogue or 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 or, or, or Nicholas Sparks' a, a, a book. Um, what's the name of it? Anyway. And um, mind you that when he did come out, I can't believe I'm brain farting that, that, that movie. And that's one of my favorite movies. But, you know, no, no one is talking about that. I'm talking about PMA, self-help books. And you know that the average broke person, you know how many books did they read on average a year? Maybe one. So, hold on. If you want to change your mindset, you got a guy that can tell you that you can learn. And you have a millionaire that one of the things that they do is read a book. And that's just not finances, but just at least the mindset. Because you can you can have money and still be broke-minded. Because I've had a lot of money come through my hands, but I was broke-minded. That's why I don't have the, a lot of the money now. But that's changed. Why? Because of the way my mindset works and the way I'm thinking. But anyway, so if you have a millionaire that tells you you can read a book, read, that, reads, sorry, that reads 15 to 20 books a year to have what he has, not sitting in front of a TV, and the average broke person reads one. That's telling you something. When the average broke person, and I'm not disrespecting that because I was I had the same. Why am I able to talk about this? Because I was there too. I remember I was that we were we were the kids that would be in the corner dressing all that well in that time that we thought we were dapper with our Tim's hat to the side, looking suave, you know, we all five, six, seven of us in the corner, and we're sharing a 40. For people that don't know, it's a 40 ounce uh, a Saint Ives. Well, not really Saint Ives, actually Old English at that time, right? We were sharing a 40 because we couldn't afford to go anywhere else. We looked good in our mind because I can imagine how we were dressed then. <laughs> in our mind, we were looking because we were young. But we had five heads, five, six, seven heads sharing a 40. At that time, the 40 was like two dollars. So mind you, we can even we can even buy our own 40s because we didn't have the money. I was probably still. Outside, you know, for people that know in the Bronx, you would scream out the window, Mommy! <laughs> you would call your mom, you know, because we didn't have phones back then. It wasn't like we can text Mommy or we can give a, a quick phone call. No, we had to, our phone calls were screaming out the window for her, Mom! Screaming out till she looked. And then she would scream, Get out, get it! Yeah, everybody knows that. Everybody knows true. Everybody knows true. People in the hood, you know how we do it. Um, <laughs> so, to, 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 to see that and to learn now and you have these you know what the funny part you have access to these people now stuff that we did not have you have apps that are able to teach you how to invest listen I teach my daughter right now how to invest she's investing 
She's way, way ahead of the curve when I was her age at 20. Like I told you, I was getting drunk. You know what she's doing? She's investing. She's looking to start her own business. She's looking to start her own. Uh, and, I, and I promoted she's doing her. She's going to start doing her tutorial on YouTube. And you know what? When you teach and you start learning, you're able to teach your kids the mindset of entrepreneurship and leave a legacy and generational to get rid of this generational curse of poverty. Because we, as broke people, we, in the minority community, especially in the minority community, we don't leave a legacy of an entrepreneurship to our kids. You know what we teach them? We teach them how to be broke. We leave an entrepreneurship of broke mentality. And we like to blame the government on why we live the way we live. Stop blaming. Stop pointing the finger at someone else and look at yourself in the mirror and say, you know what? It's because of you. And I'm seeing meaning while you're looking at yourself in the mirror. Because of you is the way you live. No one else. Don't blame anybody else. Man to flip up. You see, I'm trying to stop cursing. Man to flip up. Woman up. Cowboy up, as they would say. And take responsibility. Once you do that, you can start changing. And it don't matter your age. My age, 44. You can be 65 like Colonel Sanders. And you can be, you know, 16, 17. I know a lot of people right now that are young. That have the, this mentality. I'm like, oh my God, they got to be well off by the time 25. But you also, the, the, the main stuff, you need a mentor. You need someone to guide you, someone to be there to teach you. Because I heard, and I said this, uh, and you're going to hear this on a lady that, um, that I actually uh, interviewed uh, directly from Dion. We're going to promote that one that's going to come out after this. Um, and I told her that uh, a smart person learns from his mistakes, but a wise person learns from others' mistakes. Listen, I, it's good that you want to have the experience to, to, to learn from your mistakes, and you need that. But if you can save a lot of time and money and heartaches and learn from somebody else's mistake, learn from their mistake. Stop making them. Go find someone that you want to... that that that, that you. It, as a matter of fact, don't take advice from someone that doesn't have fruit on the tree. Like right now, I'm just ranting. I'm not giving you advice. I'm just telling you where I came from, my mindset. Because I don't want somebody to say, how are you going to give somebody advice when you've never been married? Or how are you going to give somebody advice when you're not rich or, or you're not financially stable? You're absolutely right. I'm not. I am not. No one, this is not me giving people advice. This is just me telling you what I feel, what's on my mind. What I had to do and change. And I can't give you the exact, the whole story. As you can see, I always jump back and forth from one story to another and not. But to, to, to where I went, to where I was at, to where I'm at now, and to where I think. Right? So, I'm not giving you advice. I'm just telling you what I feel and what I went through. So, you, I had to go get a, a mentor. I had to go get. And you know what? There's a time that I, I had a mentor and I was still not taking advantage of him. And I mean, in a good way. I had, I was... I'm a phone call away from a, right now from a millionaire that I can call right now, text right now, he'll respond to me. And if I teach him and I tell him, listen, this is what I'm doing, what you think about this? He's going to let me know. Now, mind you, I can make my own decisions. I don't, I don't need anybody's permission to do what I want with my money because I work hard for it. But if I want to live the way he lives, if I want to have what he has, when someone retired at the age of 25, he's doing something right and I'm still working. Just because he's younger than me, yeah, he might not have as much life experience than me because I'm a little older. So, 
Well, not little, a lot. But he has a lot of business experience. So who am I listening? I'm gonna have to put my ego to the side and sit and listen to this gentleman who's really taking time to help me and connect me, not just help me mentally, help me in every other aspect in my life. Because you want to have a well-rounded life. And that's what I'm doing. That's I'm telling you what I'm doing. And that's what he's teaching me. I wasn't taking advantage of that all the time. I'm taking advantage of it now. I'm seeing stuff that I, I, I never thought that I would be able to do. And I still don't live in the place I want to live. Mind you guys, I don't. I still don't have what I want to have. Mind you, I don't drive what I want to drive. But that right now, right now, that's not important. Right now, it's changing my mindset. Being able to leave a legacy for my daughter. Uh, leave a legacy for my son, my grandkids. Yes, I have two grandkids. Yes, I know as sexy as I look. <laughs> you know, I had to get that joke in. But I had to leave, leave a legacy. Not a mindset of brokenness, but a legacy of being able to teach my daughter entrepreneurship so she doesn't have to go through what I go through. And you know, every time I tell my daughter, hey, do you want to live the way I live? You like your freedom? Go ahead, go get pregnant at an early age. See if you like your freedom. You like your money? Oh, yeah, right? It's expensive to live now because now she has to pay her own way now. It's expensive to live, right? Okay. Go have a child. Go get yourself in debt and you're going to see that a lot of stuff will change because I didn't have somebody teaching me that. I got into debt at a young age. I got into credit card uh, 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 problems and 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 and, uh, and I financed a card that I couldn't even pay. And it wasn't even a... Guys, I financed a card that wasn't even a flipping luxury vehicle. I was paying $400 a month at that time. It was a gallant. And it was a stick shift, which is funny. I had to learn how to drive. I taught like four or five other people how to drive stick shift in that car and I burned my clutch out. But I didn't have the teaching. Why? Because I remember um, I used to work for a printing company. Um, that's why I got the gun. <laughs> I'm not saying who got who got me the gun. Um, I was working for a printing company over there. And um, what was it? 57th Street? No, no, no. Further down. 27th Street, I think it was. Uh, 7th and 8th. Uh, at that time when we used to print. Uh, <laughs> with the printing machine. And um, I was making good money. At that age. I mean, I was making At that age, it was good money for me. With no responsibility. And no disrespect to my family, no disrespect to my parents, I'm not saying that, I'm just teaching you that when somebody doesn't know, they can't teach you what they don't know. They only could teach you what they know. And a lot of people in, the, in that environment, in the minority community, only could teach you how to be broke. They only could teach you how to buy certain things on credit. Okay, anyway, so I was making, I remember I had four or $500 at what time, and I'm, hey, I don't have responsibility, four or $500, I was, yo, I was, I was good money, I'm like, nah, I'm making good money, I was going, to, I was still in high school, and I went up to my mom, and I'm like, look, I got $500, so instead of her saying, open a bank account, go invest it, her mom said, well, go ahead, go buy yourself a couple of pairs of sneakers, and buy some clothes, guess what I did, because I didn't know any better, I went to buy me a couple of pairs of uptowns, I went to buy me clothes, and I was broke again. Why? Because I didn't have parents to teach me how to invest because they didn't know how to invest. They didn't know themselves either because they weren't taught. Because they came here at the age of 16. Immigrants. Yes, my parents came, but they came legally. Immigrants. Did they come legally? Anyway, besides the point. <laughs> they came. They, they had to be on their own. No one teaching them. They didn't have the guidance 
So I had to learn a lot of stuff on my own because you know one thing that I did have going for me? I was never close-minded. I wasn't calling everything a, a scheme or a scam. You know why? Because I had an open mind. If you teach me, let me see what you have. Okay, let me do. You know why? why how come they don't, they don't call colleges scams? They scam you out of thousands of dollars and you're not even guaranteed a career or a job. And you know what? I think 70, 80% of the people that do have college degrees don't even work in the fields that they have a degree in. And you don't call that a scam? As I would tell a lot of people, FOH fuck out of here right no but seriously and then oh you you hear somebody says listen if you do this oh that's a scam oh that's a scam damn how messed up of a brain you have to think that way close-minded and i remember when when i went to my mentor he was he was already he was already retired i was 33 years old he was retired and he was like i'm gonna teach you I didn't go to him and say, you. I don't know, man. How can I trust you? Trust me. He did not have anything I wanted. How do I know that? Because he told me that. <laughs> He's like, Juan, I'm here to teach you and educate you. If you want to live the way I live, you got to have to do what I do and think the way I think. As long as you're not breaking God's laws or man's laws, I'm going to teach you. And I didn't go, oh, no, I don't believe in that. That's a scam. No, 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 no. Hold on. I was open-minded. Teach me. And you, you know why? Because he said, one, you don't have anything I want. You don't have the car I want to drive. You don't live in the place I want to live. And some people would see opportunity knock and they wouldn't even open the door. And you know what? Sometimes opportunity knocks and it's disguised as a job. And sometimes you guys don't want to do the job because you'd rather sell yourself out for $10, $15 an hour. Oh, I'm working hard. Oh, let me make some more money. So let me put some overtime. Really? Is that what your time is worth? $15 an hour? Even if you make $20 an hour, is that what your time's worth? You're selling yourself out? You're prostituting yourself out for $15, $20 an hour? Yes, I said prostituting yourself out for $15, $20 an hour. And guys, don't get me wrong. I'm not giving you advice. That's what I did. I had to do the same thing. Because I had to put food on the table. But you know what? I remember when... I was doing mortgages, and hey, when I came back from New York, and I forgot to say, say I got, I came back. <laughs> I'm taking you, I'm taking you through, <laughs> through the rabbit hole and right back out. So when I came back to New York, I had to find odd jobs. I was cleaning, and one of the jobs that I had was I had to do surveys over the phone, basically almost like tele telemarketing, right? It's funny. So I had to do surveys, call up people, rude people that wouldn't even give me five minutes to do a survey. Took food off my kid's table. Anyway. And uh, one time I went down to, 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 to grab lunch and I saw across the street that they were hiring for uh, mortgages. So anyway, long story short, I got into the mortgage industry, but I I was making good money. And then the bubble burst in 2007, 2008. So I saw myself at the age of 30, 30 years old, single father, no money in the bank, didn't know how to, didn't know how to uh, save a daughter and had to pay bills. 30 years old. And I lost the way... I did my income because the bubble burst. You know what I did? I didn't give. I didn't. I didn't pity myself. Yeah, I was a little down, but I wasn't. I didn't give myself a pity. I think I did give myself a pity part for about an hour, and I kept moving. And you know what I did? I remember someone called me like, "Yo, you everything's all right?" I like, "Yeah, I'm just looking for a job." Hey, look, they're hiring over here. Over where? At this warehouse. 
Okay, I'm coming there, hurry. I didn't ask how much was it. So like I told you, I I, I was I went from making seven, eight thousand dollars a month to making twelve hundred dollars a month. Why? Because this company was paying eight dollars an hour. So yeah, I was prostituting myself out for eight dollars an hour. And you know funny is you guys continue to do the same thing over and over thinking a job is gonna get you. A job is there to help you out for you to build something outside a job. I heard that in a nine to five you create a living, and from 5 to 9 or 5 to 10, you create a life. So you pay your bills from 9 to 5, and from 5 to 10, you create a life to build something outside of a job so you can get rid of that job that's not paying you what you're worth. Because remember, they're not going to pay you what you're worth. They're going to pay you what the job is worth. So if the job is worth $15, $20 an hour, that's what you're doing. You're prostituting yourself out for that. Anyway, so... I started making $8, $8.30 an hour, but I had to. Why? I'm a single father. I had to pay my bills. I had to put food on the table because my daughter was a, a chunky monkey. She didn't know if daddy had money, you know. And I never told her whether I had money or not because I wasn't one of those parents that you hear scream at the store. Don't bother me. I don't have no money. Really? That's not his fault. Man to flip up. Woman to flip up. Why are you mad at your kid that you don't have no flipping money? Go find some legitimately. Oh, go get a second job. That's just mine. Sorry, a little rant there. But I started working. Why? I had to put food on the table, make sure I feed my daughter. But you know what? Then I found out that company had customer service. No, I got customer service uh, uh, experience. Let me go up. Two years later, I sat with a guy. They, they were immigrants. I always tell the story. They were immigrants. Uh, they were making 120000 doing a route. I'm like, hold on, wait, wait, wait. You could, you've been here five years. I was born and raised here in New York. You're making more... I was making like twenty five grand a year at that time. You're making one hundred and twenty thousand. You too, and you barely speak the language. And I'm not disrespecting. I'm just telling you my mindset. I'm like, hold on. That didn't bother a lot of other people there because a lot of other people are still working there. It bothered me though. It did bother me. So I went up to the boss. I'm like, listen, I need a route. And at that time, I ended up getting three routes, making decent money. Now I just stayed with one because I'm building something outside of what I'm doing now. But. I kept changing my mindset. I didn't stop at 30. I kept going and moving on and keep changing my mindset. And I'm still changing my mindset at 30. Look, 14 years later, now I'm starting a new chapter in my life by doing podcasts. So I'm continuing to evolve because if you can stay stuck, you're just waiting to be buried at the age of 65. That's if you make it. Because a lot of you guys know my dad, my dad passed away at 66. He retired at 65, worked all his life. That was another, that was another punch in the gut. Seeing my dad buses behind, he had his house in Ecuador, he was waiting to, to enjoy his life. Now he's retired, making good money, he's about to travel. He went once to Ecuador to enjoy his house, came back, passed away a month and a half, well, no, passed away at age 66. So a year after he retired, he passed away. We are not guaranteed life. We're not guaranteed tomorrow. So we have to live our life now, but we have to make it better now. And even if you're not guaranteed tomorrow, at least leave a legacy for your kid so they don't have to struggle. How can you go out there and struggle and struggle and think you're going to give advice to your kid to do the same thing? How come we don't teach our kids to be entrepreneurship? No. You know, what do you want to be when you grow up? I don't know. I just want to drink. Go to bars, have fun. I don't know. I'm 18 years old. What are you asking me what I want to be? Now, some kids do have, know what they want to be. I, I, I'm not saying that they do They do know. But not me. I didn't know. I just get in trouble all the time. I just wanted to go to bars, find women, and drink. That's all I wanted to do. Why do you think I got two baby mama? They had two baby mama dramas. 
Because I wasn't thinking with the big head up here. I was thinking with the low head. And anyway, <laughs> off that subject. <laughs> well, they can't get me anymore. I'm done with the uh, man support. Done. Done. But anyway. Um, so, uh, where was it going? See, this is where I lose, I lose myself all the time. But, but anyway, you know what? How are you going to teach... Why you to ask someone to, 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 what do you want to do when you grow up? Hey, Billy. Hey, Sally. What do you want to do when you grow up? No, no. You know what? At the age, as I got older, I was asked the question differently. How do you want to live? How do you want to live? Because it doesn't matter what you do. As long as it's legal, ethical, doesn't break God's laws, it doesn't break man's laws. How do you want to live? Because I don't care. I'll continue delivering papers online because it's it's putting me in a position to get away from that because I'm doing something outside of that to live the way I want to live. So even at my age, I can I can still set myself up and still retire before 65, retire 15 years early. And even if God just gives me at the age of 66, just like he gave my dad, at least I'll live my life the next 16 years on my terms while you guys are waiting still to retire at the age of 65. And waiting for a pension. I'm creating my own pension. I'm not saying that you need to do what I do. This is not a promotion of what I do. I'm just telling you the way I think. The way where I what I was doing before. Because a lot of people that know me. And they were like, oh my God. They used to call me a certain name. Like, oh yeah, yeah. This that guy, this used this guy used to do this. And they were like, now it's like Juan. <laughs> we can't call you that name anymore. It's Juan. Why? Because we laugh at it. And we were laughing the other day. We we're like, yo, could you imagine a lot of people don't even know what we were doing? How we were running around acting fools to see us now. They'd be like, oh, those are punks. No, 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 we weren't. But I'm glad. Glad we were able to survive that. I'm glad that I was able to change my mind. And I'm still changing my mind. And I'm still moving forward. And I'm still reading books. And I'm still listening to audio to change the mindset and change the lineage. The lineage of my family. And you know what's funny? Uh, uh I listen to myself talk sometimes like shit, I sound sometimes proper. I used to never talk that way. Remember, every other word was a curse word out of my mouth. Every other word was F this and F that. And, you know, and, and I spoke ghetto. And I mean, I sound sometimes ghetto. Sometimes the hood comes out. I mean, that, hey, that's just me. And now I surround myself with people that stretch me and pull me. They don't take from me. They, they, Inspire me and pull me towards them to have what they have. Because I, what was it, Denzel that said it? He said that if you're surrounded by five millionaires, you're going to be the six. If you're surrounded by five smart people, you're going to be the six. So surround yourself by these people. I also heard somebody said that, you know what? Your income, your, 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 uh, your income is, 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 um, is the average of your five friends. So if Bobby doesn't have a job, shit, he just messed up my average. Bobby, go get a job. Right? So you have to start changing your mindset. And by, by, by what? By changing the way you think. You can't be continue to think negative. That's why I started off with this. You can't have a positive life with a negative mind. You know, I remember that a lot of people thought that I didn't care. No, it wasn't that I didn't care. It's just I wasn't looking, I wasn't dwelling on the problem. I was always looking for the solution. So what I would do is I would go, if something uh, 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 popped up, I would go to sleep, get some good sleep because I just wanted to get out of reality because the stuff that I was going through. And when I wake, when I woke up, I woke up refreshed. 
clear mind and I would now tackle the problem because I was looking for the solution. I was not dwelling on the problem. The problem was still there. Me getting mad wasn't solving the problem. So I started looking for the solution and that's how I started approaching life. Now, every anytime, anything that pops up, okay, what's the solution? What do I need to do? What can, what can I get done? If I do this, you know, and then I also bounce ideas off my mentor. Like I said, I didn't have to talk to him. I don't need his permission. What I do want is his guidance. Because if he has what I want, and in order for me to get what he has, I have to do what he does. And it's not going to be overnight. You have to continue, continue. And if uh, uh, and, and there's a book, a good, great book called The Compound Effect. You guys got to read that. It's just... Do a little bit of something, and it's you might not see it's it's like right now, yeah. You might eat a cheeseburger, right? <laughs> That's why I'm a little chunky. You might eat a cheeseburger, but you're not going to see changes now. You're like, I'm not gonna get fat with a cheeseburger. No, okay, eat, keep eating a cheeseburger maybe every other day. You might not see it now, but you're gonna start getting fat. Same thing if you go to the gym, you might not see the changes now, but then you're gonna start seeing the changes when you go consistent. So you got to do something consistent and change your mind to change your mindset. To change the way you think. And surround yourself by different people that are going to stretch you and pull you to their level. And, 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 and my people, you know what? Like I said, thank you for a lot of people that are... Because I'm, I'm, I'm building this from the ground up. I don't have... Everything that people are listening to right now, I'm just started building my fan base. So thank you to a lot of people that are listening to my stuff. And I know I'll go on a rant. I was on a political uh, uh, tantrum and... I wanted to go a different approach right now. I wanted to uh, uh, just give you a different perspective of who I was and why I think the way I think. And you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. These people that are so much into politics, uh, yeah, you know what? I follow politics and I like it. It doesn't matter who the president is because at the end of the day, that money that you're getting right now is going to stop. It don't matter who the president is because at the end of the day, you still have to wake up at 6, 7 o'clock in the morning. Take the train. It depends on who it is I'm talking to. In my case, I had to go do deliveries, right? Um, you have to wake up, get on that train, go do, put on your 8, 10 hours a day so you can get your weekly check to go pay your bills. And it don't matter who the president is because that president every four or eight years, depends on how they get voted in, they're going to change. But you know who remains the same? You. And you're going to continue to remain the same. You continue to do the same thing. Right now, I hope this, right now, I hope COVID, the coronavirus, has put a different perspective in your life and has changed your mindset into thinking different. Because if you don't do something different now, I've also heard that a, a lot of, a lot of great ideas, a lot of millionaires came out of situations like this. Like with the Great Depression, there was a lot of people that had to evolve and, 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 and find different ways of making money. A lot of entrepreneurs come out of it. I heard uh, the, the podcasting, is, it's just a wave of people doing their own thing. Why? Because they're looking at different ways to, to create and generate money because they no longer can rely on somebody else giving them the paycheck. Because I also heard that the person that gives you a paycheck, that writes your paycheck out, also can write the pink slip. So as much as he can, he can give you a paycheck, he can also fire you. Because you're never guaranteed a job. And you know what? I'm sorry. They don't fire you. They, they're downsizing. They're always downsizing. It's funny how they're downsizing, but their income is still expanding. And they get 
a, a compensation plan or they get a bonus of millions of dollars. While we're while we're getting, we can't even get a Christmas bonus anymore. Remember those when people were getting Christmas bonuses and this bonus, and you get a two week vacation. Now, I, from what I'm hearing, I don't know. I'm, I'm just talking in general. What people say they can't even get a two week vacation in a row unless you work for the government. Some some companies don't even give you two weeks vacation. They have you have to break it up. No, you only can go for a week now and then use the other week later. Wow. You bust your ass and now you're being told what to do. You think I'm going to be 44 and having somebody tell me what time I can eat lunch? If I'm hungry at 10 o'clock, I want to go eat lunch at 10. If I'm hungry at 2 o'clock, mother flower, I'm going to eat lunch at 2 o'clock. I don't want to raise my hand at 44. Can, can I get off the phone and use the bathroom? Um, uh, please? Can I use the bathroom, please? No. How am I going to ask permission at 44? If I didn't like being told what to do at 13, 14, which is why my mother would smack me around a lot. She had every reason to. I'm going to be be at 44, 30 years later, asking permission to go to use the bathroom or have a day off or, 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 or go eat my lunch when, when I'm hungry. Like, no, I'm not having someone dictate. That's why I teach my daughter, don't do what I do. Don't do, don't become and work for someone. You know what? Use the job. As a platform, as a stepping stone to pay your bills and then create something else. But anyway, I just had to get that off my chest. I want you to know a, a little bit of, of my mindset, a little bit of where I come from. And, and guys, right now, if, if you don't take advantage of what's going on and you don't change in your life and you continue to see yourself and you continue to do the same thing, five years later, you're going to be in the same position. Because I've wasted 10, 15 years of my life doing the same thing. And... It's no longer happening. Am I seeing the changes? Slowly, but I'm seeing the changes. Not seeing the changes immediately. But I'm seeing the changes. And I'm going to continue change. And we're going to make, make sure that the legacy that I leave for my family, that they're going to know me from generations. I want to thank my people that are listening to me. Thank you once again for supporting my fan base. We're exploding. Continue to support this channel. We're going to continue because I'm going to continue coming at, at you guys. And don't forget, just because I came at you differently doesn't mean that I'm going to come at you differently next time. Because I'm going to come at you, especially the people that know about my political views. Later, another one in the books. I love you guys. Till next time. Bye.